if I don't have a group of men, I don't know what it is. I don't feel like completely myself. It's hard for me to be myself. It's hard for me to feel like my full confident being. And especially in relationships, I think like, oh, if someone doesn't like me, if they're not interested in me, I'm like, oh, they think I'm fat. And mm-hmm. it's still something that I've struggled with. Um, like, I think that's why I put off dating for a while was because I just didn't think guys would be interested in me because of my size. This is the Confident Collective Podcast with your hosts, Christina Zias and Rayanne Langis, two plus size models and body activists here to get real and candid about living your most confident life. Get ready for powerful conversations that will leave you laughing, motivated, and inspired. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Confident Collective Podcast. It is Christina here. And Rayanne. And we're so excited to chat with you today. I feel like we have a really good episode, and we haven't done something like this in quite a bit. I know. It's been a minute. Today, we're going to chat about times our confidence was put to the test um, and kind of just run through some situations. Um, But first... Let's like catch up on a little bit of life. Christina, you are getting on a plane tonight to go to New New Jersey. Yes, I'm getting on a plane tonight. Let me tell you, not a single thing is packed. (laughs) Recording two podcasts. I have a bunch of shopping and returns to do. I have laundry and I have to shoot a campaign this evening as well. You are stressing me out. I know. I'm actually feeling like calm about it. I feel like it's all going to work out. Um, Just one thing at a time is what I'm telling myself. You know, I really started meditating lately and working out and it's really helped me stay zen. It hasn't helped me in other areas. Like I had an event last night that I went to on Monday. I saw, you know, so like, <laughs> let's not pretend I got it all together here. But for no some reason, does. I'm not stressed about this flight. It'll it'll be fine. Um, it's also at midnight. So we have the whole day, you know? Yeah. And Nico, last time you flew, he was really good, right? He was great last time. Um, and I think he'll be good again, too. He's been like sleeping through the night finally. The only thing is he even though he's only like a couple months older, the difference in him is insane. You have, to, I feel like you haven't seen him in forever. I haven't seen him in a long time. In a long time. Um, like he's crawling now. He's like rolling everywhere. So he's so mobile. So it's harder to like keep him still. Do you know what I mean? He's going to be like flip flopping around yes. in your arms on the plane. I think so, but it'll be okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll send you a little prayer to have a nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> restful flight. If that's even a possible thing, but I'm so excited to see my family and like for them to see Nicholas and We're doing a little christening for him out there. So it'll just be really fun. Amazing. Oh my gosh. I wish I could go to the christening. I know. I know. (sighs) I need to do an East Coast trip here one of these days. I know. I was thinking maybe we should do Fashion Week, but we'll talk about that Oh my God. I was just going to ask you. I was like, should we go to Fashion Week this year? I'll go if you go. I've learned from the Miami Swim Week. Which we'll get into. I have to have, I I just need to have a person. Yeah. I don't want to do it alone. Okay. We'll chat about this afterwards. We need to do more research on it. Okay. Um, but give me a little update on your life. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? Um, honestly, it just feels nice to be back in LA for a few weeks. I was supposed to go back to Colorado for my 10 year high school reunion. I convinced all my friends to go. And then the day I was supposed to leave, I was like, I can't wait. That was why you were going back and you missed it. Yeah. Was just, it just not worth it? I just couldn't. Even like the thought of getting on a plane, the thought of packing. And like, I am so behind on work and I'm just like, I don't know what it is with me recently. Like I sit down to do something and like to send an email recently, 
it takes so much energy for me. I don't know if I'm just feeling uninspired. I don't know if I'm just feeling like, I don't know what it is, but like, it'll take me like three days to send a fucking email. I'm like, what is wrong with me? Where usually I'm like, boom, like, I feel like I'm just, I don't, I'm in a, I'm in a funk right now where it's hard for me to get stuff done. I'm not excited about stuff. And I just, I don't, I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm like struggling. Um, and then I've been, I mean, you know, this with like, I can't even imagine how much time you spent at the doctors when you were pregnant with Nicholas, but I've just been, I talked about on my Instagram story, having really weird like periods and just a lot of issues, not a lot of issues, but kind of. And so I'm just trying to get to the bottom of that. So I had to like drive I've been driving to like a bunch of doctor's appointments that are kind of far away and like spending, you know how it is. It's like, oh, they're running an hour behind and you're like, yeah. oh, great. Cool, cool, cool. So that's just been taking a lot of time and I'll feel better once I kind of get to the bottom of what's going on. Um, so, yeah. Well, first of all, I feel like you're fucking killing it work wise. <laughs> And even like with emails, like you're so on top of it. Are you kidding me? Oh my God. Some of those emails I was supposed to send for us, it's taking me like three days. I literally feel so bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. For I mean, you're, I think you're doing amazing. And I'm really proud of you for taking care of your healthcare stuff because I feel like sometimes it is so easy for us just to put that on the back burner mm-hmm. and our, your health is your wealth. You know what yeah. I mean? It's so important. So, um, and I'm happy you're sharing that too, because I feel like it's a really great reminder for women as well. Yes. And hopefully everything's doctor. fine, but I really do think, I really yeah. do think it's just an issue with my IUD, but we'll, we'll see. We're trying to get to the bottom of it, but I was talking to my friend Hannah about this the other day and I was like, it was actually getting me angry thinking about how much time I've spent in my life with birth control, how much time energy. And I'm just like, just so you, we can like, as women like have sex and not worry about getting pregnant. Like it just honestly was annoying to me. It was like, I have spent so much time dealing with this birth control stuff. And I was just feeling like in a feminist rage. <laughs> yeah. that I mean, it's hard for me to relate because you know my oh, yes. birth control story. <laughs> oh yeah. I know your birth control story. Um, so I've never taken it really, except one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> one day, I know. I forgot about that. Um, so yeah, anyway. But do you have to be on birth control? Can't you just fucking make a guy wear a condom? how much do I want to share here? Whatever. This is a podcast. I'll share, be open. Yeah. Here's my thought process because I'm right now having casual sex, like dating around, Mm -hmm. I'm having sex with multiple people. So yes, condoms. If I get into a relationship and we're just sleeping with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know sex is way better without a condom. Yeah. The, so, and the pull it out method. Steve and I did the pull it out method for like right, 10 years. Right. So I don't want to have my IUD taken out and then pull, and then my body adjusts to not being on birth control. And then if I'm having unprotected sex with someone, I just don't really want to worry about getting pregnant. So I am thinking like, oh, I would want to have be on birth control again. And when I had my IUD put in, and went on birth control, my body really, it took a while for it to adjust. Mm -hmm. Like I got really bad acne and like, it just, it was like a a period where I, it took a while for me to adjust to it. But then for the past few years, this, this IUD has been great for me. I've had like no issues until like the last three months. And so I am just like, 
what do I want to do? So my sister is actually sending me this book that I'm reading about going off birth control. And I just need to make a decision of what I want to do. Cause I honestly, it would be nice to not have anything in, in my body. And I know a lot of people I've been reading and seeing some girls talk about not being on birth control, Mm -hmm. um, and using condoms. I mean, I don't, the pullout method I think is just like, makes me what I have anxiety about getting pregnant is what I need to way down, but you did it for years and you're fine. Yeah. But I also have a very responsible man who like, yeah, it depends like what I think type of guy you're with. Cause I feel like some guys, but oops, I forgot to pull out, like, yeah. which is kind of super fucked up actually, which is so, yeah. You know is. what I mean? Well, at least I was watching Vanderpump Rules and Jack, <laughs> this is like, <laughs> he always fucking forgot to pull out. What an asshole. Um, actually, I think if a guy comes in you without asking, like I actually was talking to my friend about this, like she was dumbfounded that someone would do that. Yeah. I think it's super fucked up. So if they're responsible and they're doing that and they're respectful, then it's, Super effective, in my opinion. But anyways, I don't want to. I no, wait, wait. I don't, we are I don't, not medical professionals. I don't want any TCC babies on my watch. No. Okay, <laughs> we are not telling you to go off birth control and do the palm method. We are telling you to do what is best for you yes. and do your research yes. and figure it out. But we do have two different experiences because you've been on birth control and I never have. So yes, yeah. So anyway, I'll keep you updated on what I decide for my birth control. So yes, keep us posted. Um, but I think we should just get into today's episode. episode. Yeah. So basically why we started TCC was you and I would get asked all the time, how are you so confident? Where do you get your confidence? And we were like, how, how we can't answer this in a DM. And it's even sometimes hard to articulate because it is such a big thing. And so, so much goes into building your confidence. Um, and I think it's important to note too, that like you and I still struggle. There are things that we still struggle with. Like we don't ever want people to think that like, Oh, like Christine and Rand, they're just so confident all the time. Like that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we're going to share some times and situations where we feel like our confidence has been put to the test. Some are recent, some are from our past. Um, but yeah, just sharing that we still struggle and will continue to struggle. Absolutely. Do you so, want to go first? Yeah. Which one do we want to start I with? I feel like we should start with like confidence in relationships or with men just in general. Yeah. I would say like, even still to this day, the area where I do struggle with confidence and it's gotten so much better than like a year ago is with men. Um, like looking back on growing up, I just didn't think guys would like me. Like I could be myself. Like when I'm in a group of women, like I fucking thrive. I am like, you know, when you just like feel like you're in your energy, you're on it. If I don't in a group of men, I don't know what it is. I don't feel like completely myself. It's hard for me to be myself. It's hard for me to feel like my full confident being. Um, and especially in relationships, I think like, oh, if someone doesn't like me, if they're not interested in me, I'm like, oh, they think I'm fat. And mm-hmm. it's still something that I've struggled with. Um, like, I think that's why I put off dating for a while was because I just didn't think guys would be interested in me because of my size. Um, and also to be honest, 
recently, it's even been like, I get self-conscious when I'm dating and someone asks, well, what do you do? I'm trying to work on being more proud of saying what I do because I'm scared that guys are going to think it's stupid or superficial and write me off. And then I'm like, what the fuck? I don't think what I do is stupid. I don't think what I do is superficial. Like I think what I do is actually super cool. And I love what I do. And I need to say it with confidence. And I'm basically taking away the opportunity for them to see who I am because I'm worried that they're not going to like me because of my lack of confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but what about you? What's I think all that makes been? a lot of sense. And I do think that the career thing, it is so true because People, like, let's just be honest, look down on influencers. A hundred percent. Unless like they really know what you're doing. Like they hear influencer and they think you're vapid. They think you're dumb. They think like you just got lucky with like followers and like that's Mm -hmm. it. And they don't know everything that went into building a brand. But if you say it in a different way, people will be like, holy shit, this girl's a fucking boss. Exactly. And it'll be so impressive and like so attractive. So um, yeah, you need to work on that mindset switch. Because, I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah, because you, you're you doing an, you're doing amazing, sweetie. Thanks. Um, for sure. I think that for me, it was really interesting hearing you say that because I actually had so many guy friends growing up. And as much as I was like a girl's girl, like I was always like mean, like a bunch of guys too. In like high school and in college, Um, so I like was very confident in front of men. Like I knew they loved hanging out with me, but I just never, but they never wanted to date me. Do you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that was me just projecting that out there, but I don't think so because every time I had a crush on a guy, he would always like go for my friend instead. And that always tested my confidence. And obviously I'm like in a relationship now, but I'll never forget like in college, gosh, there was this guy who I just thought was so cute. I liked him so much. And then he ended up dating my best friend for like years. But the thing is like when that shit happens, it like that guy wasn't right for me. Like I just thought he had pretty eyes, like and had a cute face. You know what I mean? He was like five, seven. <laughs> like, what was I thinking? He was no Steve. What was I thinking? But so I think that like that always happens things always happen for a reason. But I do think in those honestly, like kind of superficial moments, like when it's really tested is like, and when you said that, I was like, Oh, I know. And every bigger girl knows Mm -hmm. exactly that because guess what? When you're out guys don't approach, don't, they will approach my skinnier friends as I feel like it's changed as we've gotten older, but majority in the past, if you're out, guys will approach, approach the skinnier friends and want something to do with them. And they don't, they hadn't want, they didn't want anything to do with me. And like, or if in high school, every guy friend that I had, which wasn't a lot, but like guy friends were always asking, you know, my advice, how to get with my other friend who was very, very thin. And I was just like, Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like every bigger girl can I identify with that. And like, it's kind of true. And I'm like, did we make it up? But like, I don't really think we did. Like, I think it was yeah, true. I mean, I do think like overall, like men like thinner women, like just like a lot of women, like want a taller guy or want a guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everyone has their own preferences, but I do really think that like, if you're walking into a bar and you're walking there with your friends and you're automatically thinking every guy in this room is going to like my friends. Yep. Every fucking guy in that room is going to like your friends. Yeah, because you're putting that energy out. You're putting that energy out there. It doesn't matter if you're the tallest friend or the biggest friend, whatever it is. If you walk into that fucking bar, like every man in there should worship you. People are going to be like, ooh, who is that? Mm-hmm. That confidence fucking radiates. It does. It really, really does. Um, 
So I do think that like, yeah, maybe men are more attracted to our thinner friends, but like sometimes, but I think that is because of what we're projecting out there. Yeah. And I think like, I think about it too. Like we were all women way more so than men. Like, you know, the nineties, two thousands, this like skinny ideal. That's what we grew up with, Mm -hmm. especially in our like teenage to college years. Like Ashley Graham didn't even, wasn't even a name until we were, until I was in college. Like, and she was like the first big curve model to really be like a household name. And like how, women ourselves are just starting to accept different body types, like in recent years. And like, I think men are kind of in that same, like they're finally seeing like that we are beautiful. We are attractive. We, they are interested. Um, and there is like this shift. Um, and I do think it is like the energy that you put out too. I think like I've just noticed being single now in later years, like, now that I'm more confident, I am approached more. Yes, exactly. Same. And maybe it's a combination of guys are more open-minded to these days. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly think it's really the confidence thing, but also like, it's hard to compare like men and like boys in high school to to men. I know know there's so much that happens. Yeah. But gosh, I hope I could find it because there's this TikTok video that this woman did, um, like walking to the bar two different ways. (gasps) Oh, and I'm not even kidding you. The second way where she walked in with confidence, it was like just night and day. And she just made like one or two switches. It was like all about her instead of like slouching down and looking at your phone when you're walking into a place, which we all do because we're like, oh my gosh, like it's kind of like awkward to walk in someplace. She walked in there and like, she stood up so tall and like took a second and looked around to find her people. And it was, you should have sent it to me. I know. Ah, it's in the TikTok abyss. You'll Uh, never find it now. Okay. But anyways, it was so good. Maybe we'll have to recreate it. I was just going to write it down in my notes folder for us to (laughs) to do. I have a note of TikToks we need to do. Okay. Perfect. Add that one in. So I think we all need to work on that. If you're listening to it this weekend, if you're going out, Whatever. It doesn't even have to be to a bar. You walk into Trader Joe's. You better walk strut in there. And you look for those cucumbers. You look for whatever you're getting and walk down the aisles with your head held up high and wait for someone to be like, how can I help you? Wait, we need to go to Trader Joe's and recreate this. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Sounds good. I'm down. So anyways, I love that. Um, man. Oh, anyway, but honestly, see, I don't like that. We give men way too much power. I think that is like a huge problem because I really do think that like that mind shift needs to change from like, will he like me or like, will I find someone or whatever to like, do I like him? Do You know what I mean? I feel like women like go on dates and they're like, oh my gosh, like, I hope this guy likes me. I, I you know, but I, I know I need... <laughs> I, and I think it, I get you need to reverse that a little bit. I get what you're saying, but I don't know if that's possible because by human nature, we strive to be desired. We strive to be liked. I just, because like, okay, I hung out with a guy this past weekend. Mm-hmm. Do I really like him? <laughs> Not really. Mm. Why am I annoyed that he hasn't texted me? Like, I, it, it, that's my ego. Yeah. Well, I, I understand that though, but fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? You should just like send him a nude and be like, you're never getting this, by the way. No, I'm just kidding. Mm, Bad advice. He got it. So (laughs) (laughs) fuck. Um, Yeah, I don't, I mean, but I I think what that is important to be like, and I I think that is an important mindset. Do you like them? 
and not being like, oh, do they like me? Do What do I have to do to get them to like me? Like just, I think switching that is important. Yeah. But there will be a part of us that wants to be desired. Well, I mean, you can still recognize that you don't like someone and still be like, what a loser. Like, how do they not like me? Do you know what I mean? I know. And I think those like, two feelings can coexist <laughs> with each other. But I think that like, you just need to match that energy and be like, you know what? Like he's not texting me back. Like if he does, I will never answer. And that's the energy you need to put out. Mm-hmm. Cause if you already know you don't like him and he got it and he's not texting you back, feature highs to text you again, fuck him. Forward <laughs> his messages to Steve and I. <laughs> okay. I'll please. send you the screenshot. Okay, please, Cause please. I know, cause I haven't reached out cause I think it's on him to reach out. So I have not reached out. Yes, definitely don't reach I'm, out. And so I know I, I, I'll give it a week and there'll be a, I'll post a screenshot in the confident collective Facebook group. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sounds good. Can't wait. Um, okay. So yeah, that's the first one where I think we both in common have felt insecure with when it comes to men and relationships. Um, common themes. Um, okay. Next one. Do you want to go into your career related story of what really tested your confidence? Yeah. I mean, I've said this before, but like something that really affects my confidence is like how I'm doing at work and like feeling successful there. And maybe like three or four years ago, I was working at Nordstrom doing all like my side hustle jobs. And I decided to quit to do the influencer stuff full time but I had like no plan and I was like doing great at Nordstrom and I like saved up some money and I was like, I could do this. Like I just need full time. But like when you don't have a plan and I'm like the type of person that needs deadlines, I need like goals. I need work. Like my brain just doesn't work like that. I literally didn't get any jobs. I had so much time on my hand. I stopped doing photo shoots because I wasn't like feeling comfortable anymore because I wasn't making money. I just didn't feel good about myself. Um, and I literally like, I don't know. I kept myself busy with like doing all these other things, like going to home goods and stuff like that. And like, I, it just made me every single day I wasn't working, made me more and more insecure to the point that I started realizing, okay, I need to just like make money and find another job. And I was just looking for other retail jobs and I could not get a single job. I could not get a single job when I was like, had like this crazy book of clients when I was like one of the top sales, I was like the top salesperson in the store that I worked at. I was one of the top salespeople in the country. Like I was so good at my job and I literally, no one would hire me. And I was so insecure about it. And like, what I had to do is just like bite my Ego? Is that a word? <laughs> I thought you were saying bite my tongue. Bite my, I don't know. I don't know. Bite, bite your ego is a new thing we're going to say. I had to bite, bite my, my ego <laughs> and ask for my job back where I used to work, which was honestly like I, at the time I thought it was so embarrassing, um, but it was the best decision I ever made. And I guess for me, like learning that a lot of my value or not my value, but like a lot of my confidence comes from being successful at certain things I'm doing um, was really a a good lesson for me. Isn't that crazy how you mentioned like you weren't making money. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you're making more money, you feel more confident? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Which is like interesting because I don't necessarily think that like, I think if you're creating really good work and you're passionate about what you're doing, you should still be confident, even if, you know, maybe you're not making as much money, Mm -hmm. but it is weird how I feel like 
as I've gotten older, I do put more emphasis on my career, feeling secure in my career and success. Like I feel like, oh, I'm more successful because I hit this goal mm-hmm. or whatever. When it's like, why do we measure that success by like the number amount? I think that though, honestly, it wasn't necessarily like the number amount is super, super important to me, but, but it's also like hitting those guy, those milestones and goals too. Mm-hmm. Like when I was working at Nordstrom, like I was making way less money than I'm making now, but like having certain like tiers that I hit made me so proud and made me so confident. So I think that like you, it doesn't, you don't have to be making like millions of dollars to feel successful and yeah. powerful and confident in your work. Um, Cause you, in your role at Nordstrom, you felt very confident super, because you were like a top salesperson. Exactly. You were hitting all these. Yeah. And it didn't matter that I wasn't making that much money. Do you know what I mean? But like, yeah. I still felt super, super and confident. And then you quit that and you had none of that. None of it. And it was hard for it, you. You lost that confidence and it was hard for you to like find motivation to do your own thing. I, it was crippling. I definitely like looking back now, I was like, wow, I was like super depressed then. And I like didn't even realize it. I could not do a, I couldn't get a single thing done for, I would say about like 10 months. Wow. It was really bad. It was really bad to the fact that like Barney's was like trying to like poach me from Nordstrom for years to come work for them. And then I tried getting a job at Barney's. I couldn't get a job at Barney's. I'm not even kidding you. Like my lack of confidence and self-esteem, like you could smell it to getting off the elevator. I really, I really believe that. That's why like, I know it's easier said than done to like project this like sense of aura and like confidence, but I think it makes a huge difference. Mm, Clearly. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It was really crazy. How do you think you got your confidence Back, back when it came to your career? Well, I think that by biting my ego. <laughs> <laughs> I love this new saying. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassing. Um, and asking for that job back, I think that was like a humbling moment for me um, yeah. to realize that I wasn't above my old job. Um, and two, being back there and being around people. Because I think for me, I was working at Nordstrom. I met like 50 people a day at least. So I went from that to sitting at home by myself and having no money and having nothing really to do. Cause with like our jobs, unless you have like a certain brand campaign, like everything is self-motivated. You're creating content for you. So like you really have to have like that hustle behind you to do that. Um, And I just, I couldn't find the energy to do. I couldn't find the motivation to do that. But when I got back to my old job and I was being, I was around people again and I was like selling and making good money. And like my, like was back to like being the top person at the store. Like I was like, wait a minute, I'm actually really good at this. Like I'm good at something. I think for a while I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not good at anything. Right. And it gave you your confidence back. Yeah. And then it translated to and then it being able to do it on your own. Exactly. Mm. So that was a learning moment for me. Um, I don't know. Have you had like, has your confidence been tested with career stuff or no? I think, I mean, when I, when I first moved to LA, I definitely feel like I had quit my full-time job, um, moved to LA. I was nannying, working at psycho bar, um, and like trying to be a blogger, content creator, curve model to do that, all the things. And I definitely, you know, that was a hard time for me for a lot of reasons, but because I was just trying to do everything I could to be able to do this full time. Um, and that, that definitely was a struggle, I think like, uh, but recently 
I would say the, the past few months of this past summer, I do feel like I I've, I've struggled with confidence in my career because I am comparing myself to other people, which I haven't done before. And I'm like, I'm like, mm, I wonder why this is like triggering something now, but I may, I'm seeing people get something and I'm like, Oh, why didn't I get that? Or, but it's not like every, it's, it's not every person. Like I see other people and I'm like, fuck yes. Like, so it's just interesting. I don't know what, what's necessarily going on, but the past few months, I definitely feel like I have felt a bit insecure in maybe the direction of my career because I am focusing on what other people are doing instead of staying in my lane and focusing on what do I want to do? What do I want to bring to the world? What's the message I, I want my brand to be? Where do I want my brand to go? Instead, I've been wasting time comparing myself to other people and the opportunities they're getting. Um, and I've had to kind of had a little, a little heart to heart with myself about that recently and really put the blinders back on and try and like focus on what I'm doing and like what we're doing here. Cause like, I fucking believe in it and I'm, I'm excited about it. Yeah, me too. It's so funny. I feel like you, do you have Steve's phone number? Because I feel like whenever we were feeling like that, like whenever I, I feel like that, I complain to Steve and he like checks me so quickly that I'm like, you're absolutely right. Because I think it is really easy, like in our careers to compare ourselves to mm-hmm. everything, but dude, you're doing so much. There's everyone, I guarantee you, everyone's looking at you and being like, shit, like, how is she doing that? How is she doing that? How is she doing that? And I think that like the grass is always greener and like 100%, like we've talked about in our last episode, comparison is just the thief of joy. Mm -hmm. So say that again, honey. Comparison is the thief of joy and you got to bite your ego. And text Steve. (laughs) Bite your ego and text Steve. Oh my gosh. Imagine we should just have like a form text Steve where people can ask their, ask Steve questions and then like whatever. Oh my God. He's going to be like, can you start paying me for all the things I do for you? <laughs> He's going to be like, I am the first team member of TCC and I am not saying a dime. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my gosh. Um, okay. okay. I think another area that has tested me, and I don't know if you have had this, and I guess maybe I should have touched on this with men, but do I want to go into this sexually? I feel mm-hmm. like I should have touched on this with men, but like finding, I feel like we should have talked on this with men, but now I, I, <laughs> it's okay. You go into it. I, I want to go into it because I forgot something to say. So we're going on back. I feel like, and I've seen this. <sighs> this is one thing that I struggled with recently as I'm dating and you know, it's whatever. I feel like as a curvy woman, there is this weird like dynamic of like, are they sleeping? Okay. Hold on. How do I phrase this? Sleeping with a man because you want to, but like generally people think bigger girls are men think bigger girls are easier because, because are they, is that a thing? I don't think, I don't think so, but they think that because like they, there is this thing like men think bigger girls are easier to get with because they have less confidence or whatever. And so I've been like thinking like in the moment, I'm like, yes, I did want to sleep with him. I did want to do that. But then I'm like, I second guess myself as I'm like, and I honestly started like a journal and like I'm, as you're having sex or you second guess yourself no, after, after, 
And I like started a journal because this is such like a new thing for me. Like I grew up saying I was going to save myself for marriage. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't going to have sex, you know, until I had a husband, whatever. So this is like a new area for me. And I've actually started a journal that maybe I'll like share or do some more podcasts on it. But it is, I, I don't know if you've ever like dealt with that when you were dating or I don't know, maybe in, I don't know, in your marriage, but when it comes, there is so much like power in sexuality and sometimes it can test your confidence in. Okay. Wait, I have a question. <sighs> yeah. Is your confidence tested because you feel like you're sleeping with someone when you shouldn't and then you're second guessing yourself or is it tested because while you're having sex, you're like, am I doing this? Like, am I good at this? Cause I kind think there's both. two different things. Okay. It's kind of both. Um, I feel like also, I feel like I get gratification out of like, if someone says I'm really good in bed, mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's a boost to my confidence. But it's like, almost is this like performative for the man? Um, I don't know. I feel like there's so much to unpack here. And that's why I think we need to do another sex episode with an expert. But yeah. I don't think that's performative for a man. Like, I mean, I guess maybe, but like, it's also for you. Do you know what I mean? True. Like that does make you feel confident. Yeah. I think that's empowering. Like when I was dating or like having sex, like with someone or even like the beginning of Steve, like, oh my gosh, I felt like I would like channel like the sexiest fucking like person in my head and be like, yes, I'm going to be that person. I'm going to work like, and that would make me feel, feel good. confident. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think, but then it's like crazy. Cause in the moment I am that confident per, like woman and like tapped into that, like sexual side of myself. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards I'm like, my confidence is tested. Cause maybe it didn't work out with him or I didn't hear from him. And then I'm like, fuck, like I, but then I'm like, no, in the moment I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. I wanted and I need to like be secure in that. But this is just such a new thing for me with like dating and sex that I think it's just a journey where I'm learning and I'll have to share as, as I go. Yeah. I'm just kind of observing it right now. It is really hard to talk about sex because I do think that women should be empowered to fuck whoever they want. Honestly, if you want to have sex, have sex. Mm -hmm. um, and I know there's like a lot of people talking about like if he wants to, like, it doesn't matter, like, when you have sex with someone, because if they want to be with you and date you, like, it doesn't matter if you slept with them on the first night or whatever. I personally, like, always, I'm just, like, a little old school in the fact, like, whenever I was dating, I was just, like, fuck no, you do <laughs> not get me in bed until you do this, this, and that. And that is just how I felt most confident, because I guess <laughs> I'm a power freak. <laughs> And I wanted to have like power over the relationship and, and that, I don't know, I guess for some reason, like I always felt like for me, you had to earn that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, like there are people who I've had like one night stands with and stuff like that or whatever, but like people who I actually like thought I wanted to date, um, that was kind of more like where I went. Do you know what I mean? So totally. I don't know, but I do think that you should have the confidence to like have sex whenever you want and like. But if you are constantly feeling guilty about it afterwards, um, I don't know. It's not even guilty. I think it's just such a new thing for me that I'm just like, I'm just figuring it out on the way. And mm -hmm. I think whenever you're doing something new and that may be out of your comfort zone, your confidence feels tested a little 100%. bit. 100%. And especially if you're dealing with fuck boys, like, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I know. <laughs> I'm playing with fire. <laughs> but whatever. Um, okay. Yeah, this one, we'll have to do some more as I uh, learn more. We'll have to chat more about it. Yes. And we have to do part two with Dr. Viviana. Yes. Because I'm not going to lie. Like 
the tips that she gave, and if you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to it. It was good. Were, I loved her tips. I know. I need to take the quiz. I started the quiz and then I got distracted because I can't finish anything these days. But yeah, I need to take her quiz. But go back and listen to that episode. But okay, I want to talk about how um, you've been adjusting to clothes not fitting you, your body changing postpartum. Talk to me about the struggle you've had with that. Oh my gosh. Okay. So it's super, super weird and hard. And I kind of like talked about this a little bit in our ask rain K episode, but like my body has changed so much since having a baby. And like, I feel like people don't really recognize that because I might be like the same size I was before. Right. So like people are like, Oh, you look great. Like blah, 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 like whatever. But the thing is that like size doesn't necessarily like determine your confidence or like how your body looks and feels. And my body is just different. And I am not kidding you when I say I've been wearing the same pair of jeans for five months because every single time I order a pair of jeans, they do not fit. I don't know why I'm getting emotional right now. It is emotional. It is emotional. And like clothes just don't fit me anymore. Um, But so that has been like hard for me to adjust to and like figure out. So that's tested my confidence because I find whenever I have a great outfit, like I feel super confident whenever I, like last night I went to this party. I loved my outfit. I felt so confident in it. But if I don't have that, like it definitely affects my self-esteem. So when clothes aren't fitting me, when I'm ordering and ordering and ordering stuff and ordering stuff that like even you or like other people, like I feel like my size get and suggest that don't fit me. I'm like, fuck, (laughs) do you know what I mean? So I think that's really been hard, but I realized I had to remind myself that like, it's the clothes, not me. And I've honestly just started a series on TikTok that's been trying on clothes and just being like super honest and vulnerable about it. Um, and I think that's really helped my confidence a lot because one, I recognize I'm most certainly not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, that like, there are clothes that fit me. I just need to find the right size and the right brands and like, you know, just a whole new learning curve. But I think that what's really, it's been like a mix of, my body being different and clothes not fitting me. And also like, wait a minute, this is my job to get dressed and look cute. And I'm not doing a good job. And I feel like I'm not inspiring people and doing that. Um, So I think it was like a double whammy in a way, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, from outside, I think you are still doing an amazing job and inspiring (laughs) people. But I also applaud you for sharing that, like, this is your job and you are struggling this hard to find clothes. Like imagine someone who doesn't spend as much time and energy trying to find clothes. Like that's fucking exhausting to order mm-hmm. something doesn't work, order something doesn't work. So I think a lot of women just give up on it and then they don't have that confidence because like you said, we built our whole careers because clothes gave us confidence yeah. and that we could step out and feel like reflecting our most confident true self. So I think that's really fucking hard. Like I, and I love the series that you're doing. I think it's helping so many people. And that corset, honey. Oh my gosh, I'm obsessed with that. I'm going to order it. I'm kind of like bummed because I returned the other one and I feel like I needed both, but I kept the red one. Did you get that large or extra large? Extra large. Okay, I need to order it. Oh, anyway. Wait, which one are you going to get? Because can you get the printed one so we have both? Oh, but see, I have the printed mesh top already. Oh, and I was going to get the printed mesh top. And then I was like, but I already have that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. It's fine. Get whatever you want. Okay. Fine. <laughs> also, we're always like, we're going to share clothes. We live too fucking far. We know. Well, we do occasionally share no, clothes. We actually should share clothes more often. You know what? I'm going to the Bahamas next week. Can I come over and borrow some bikinis? Yes. Okay. Come on over. <laughs> okay. Um, oh 
Yeah, but that's hard. And I think that like as we continue to like evolve and grow, our confidence will always be tested. And I think that's why it's so important to remember, like this really is a journey and like you can be so confident in one area and maybe not so confident in another area and that's okay. And you could also be a really confident person and have a bad day. Yes. Um, But don't let that bad day like derail you. And that's the most important thing to remember. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that's such a good reminder to put out there. And I think that like, like you said, we have to hold space for both. You can Mm -hmm. be a confident boss ass bitch in your career and feel like you're absolutely crushing it. And then when it comes to dating, maybe you're struggling. That's okay. Like that doesn't take away from your, who you are. It just is like, we build confidence in different, different areas. Um, and it's not a destination. It's a journey. <laughs> the most cliche thing percent. we always say, but it's so true. It is. We so need to true. come up with like maybe something that's like. Well, I think I'm really good at creating new phrases. So. You're really good at creating new phrases. Bite that ego, baby. So I'll brainstorm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! But thank um, you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Um, should we do a Ask Ray and Kay? Oh my gosh! Yeah, segment? but I should have pulled up the questions. I have them. I have them. You have them. Pull them up. I have them. Un momento. My voice is so bad right now, by the way. You you sound sexy, though. Oh, well, thanks. You do. Did I ever tell you about in college about my voice? When you, no, wait, I feel like you maybe did. When you lost your voice and you felt like sultry? No, I literally didn't have a voice my entire freshman year of college, pretty much. Because you partied so hard? Because I partied so hard. I was like drinking at least like four or five days a week. Our football team was the best it's ever been. And um, I wasn't sleeping. So I literally had no voice. Well, you sound very sexy with your no voice. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay, I think that's a good question. Lay it on me. How do you break off a good relationship if you don't think it's right? Um, <sighs> I don't think there's any like... I mean, if you are laying in bed at night, you could be with an amazing person, an amazing partner. But if you know in your heart it's not right, I think those are the hardest. Breakups. I think so too. That it, that is so hard because it's not like they cheated on you and you have a reason. Like honestly, sometimes that's like I don't want to say that's easier, but that that's so hard. And I think that honestly, it just starts with a conversation mm-hmm. and opening up and saying this is how I'm feeling. And just like taking, like ripping off the bandaid is the only thing I can think. I think so too. I I think that if you're really feeling that way, then you probably know in your heart what you have to do. Um, And you just have to rip off that bandaid. Like you said, Um, I think it depends on, it's trickier, obviously, if you're living together and like your situations there. Um, But know that even if someone's like so good to you, even if, if you just don't feel like this is the person for you, this is the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I feel like we're like, oh my gosh, I'm 30 years old and I'm single. And like, people are in like such a rush to get married and stuff. But like people are living knock on wood until you're like 90 years old. Like that is 60 years to be with someone that is double your life that you've already experienced. So do you want to spend those years with someone who you're questioning from now Oh, is this the right person for me? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I do think that if some days you're thinking like, oh my gosh, I don't know if this person's right for me. And the other days you're like, wait, what am I thinking? Then like, 
maybe talk to someone, but talk to them first, because if you're feeling like this, maybe they are too. And maybe I kind of take my, take it off. I think maybe the ripping the bandaid thing off now, as you were just saying that Christina, I think maybe it's having a conversation and maybe starting to go to like couples therapy, depending mm-hmm. how long you've been together, because I do feel like we romanticize relationships we a do. lot yes. that it's always going to be this like soul fire burning connection. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking not. I, as I've gone older, I think that marriage and you can probably speak to this more Christina is choosing someone that you can Yes, you love, but that you can fucking work through shit with and you are choosing to do life with them. I don't think there's one person out there for you. I think there's a lot of people who can bring joy and happiness to you and be a life partner to you. But it's about who you choose that you want to go through this shit storm with. Mm -hmm. And I think that maybe I think that maybe try going to counseling going and seeing how that works and then making a decision. Um, Maybe that will give you some clarity. Yes. On how you're feeling. Actually, like Steve and I got into a huge fight the other day. Like it was crazy. And it was like all these things I was building up in my head. And I was like so mad at him about this and this and this and like feeling all these certain ways. And then I had a conversation and I was really shocked to hear what he had to say. And I was like, damn, like I like do a lot of things that really bother him or like really upset him and hurt his feelings and this and that. And like, it's been a while since we like had a check-in with each other and having that conversation was amazing. Mm. It was so important. So I do think that we get in our heads a lot Mm -hmm. and we create scenarios a lot. And I think we're, we're both going to retract our statements. I was like, rip the bandaid off. Wait, just kidding. Don't rip the bandaid off. But have a conversation. You should start with a conversation and be honest and vulnerable and say how you're feeling. And if there's certain like things that are upsetting you, like talk about like how you can fix them, hear what your partner has to say. Um, Next steps, go speak to a counselor, therapist, whatever, and then uh, reassess from there. Yeah. Sorry for initial bad advice. <laughs> we went full circle on that one. We were like, oh, wait. But you know what? Because I do think that it's like, oh my God, like for instance, like, oh, I want something like Christina and Steve have because we compare to what we see. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's such a small piece. Like I do think it's like, we think that everyone else has these like perfect, like fire burning kind of love. Like, I don't know. I think that. But I, I, that's the thing is like, and that is so much on social media because I feel like your relationship could be amazing, but like, you're still going to have issues. I'm sorry. Like if someone tells you like they don't fight with like (laughs) their partner or like they never have issues or they're 100% happy all the time, they're bullshitting you. Like, I just don't think that's human. I don't think that's humanly no. possible. How you're never like going to be a hundred percent like happy all the time with yourself. Like how could you possibly be a hundred percent happy all the time with someone else? Yeah. No way. I hate when people say like <laughs> my relationship's perfect. Oh my God. But I know even for me, I feel like I'm in a, like a healthy, happy relationship. And I still sometimes like see myself comparing yeah. to the like other influencers and their Instagram husbands who like go around the world doing stuff. I'm like, Steve, why aren't you a better photographer? (laughs) Damn it. This could be us. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway, we hope that was helpful. Thank you for tuning in and listening today. This, I really liked having this chat with you today. Likewise. Likewise. All right. Well, until next time. See you later guys. Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more information on this episode, check out the show notes on our website, theconfidentcollective.com and find us on Instagram at Confident Collective. And if you really loved what you heard, screenshot today's episode in the podcast app and share it in your stories and don't forget to tag us.